Hey, did you ever want to hear about the dude who also got assassinated after assassinating a president? Welcome to part three, you dumb fucks. It's like assassination squared. It's true. It's assassination squared. It's our new podcast. This is the only episode. We only only (laughs) do episodes on assassins who have been assassinated. Except this is the only episode. I feel like that happens a lot. I feel like that's got to happen more often. Yeah, than but think. is the assassin getting assassinated, him being assassinated, or him being war crimed? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like, I feel like for the assassin to be assassinated, the assassin has to make it like at least a couple days after the assassination and then be killed. Because if he's killed right immediately after the assassination, then it's just retaliation, and that's boring. Hmm. Is it, though? Stuff to ponder. Welcome to part fucking three of the JFK series. This is the Jury of Drunken Opinion episode where Nick leads us through Jack Ruby and the trial of him killing Lee Harvey Oswald. It's a good time. Probably not. I saw that Nick had about two and a half pages of notes. So and yeah, a link. this should be fun. And a link. He did have a link. I didn't get yeah. to see what was on the link. It would let me click on it. It's kind of rude. I'm Jeff. I'm Adam. I'm Nick. I'm drinking water and vodka. Ah, there we go. There it is. I'm drinking uh, Smirnoff Pink Lemonade and Lemonade. I'm drinking. I despise that drink with everything in my being. For the, yeah, because your tum tum will be upset by it. No, I just I never liked lemonade. I think um, lemonade's garbage. The eighth. So is Nick. <laughs> yeah. What? The sixth episode in a row, or maybe this might be the first episode. I don't remember. I got confused on the order. Um, <laughs> I'm drinking Jefferson's uh, small batch bourbon. It's amazing. Tried how... and true in the past, present, and future. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hi, Pope. Hello, Pope. Pope. And special guest Aries says he's running away now. Oh. And that was right. special guest Aries. If you got to hear his dog collar clink, good for you. All right, Nick. So, what's the best feature? Of JFK, Lee Harvey Oswald, and Jack Ruby. I want your personal opinion on the best feature of each one of those people individually. I have an answer. Features. Since they're all dead. I have a feature. Okay. Characteristic. Fe- I don't care. Oh, their best their best physical attribute is oh, the hole in the, in their bodies from the bullets. Jack Ruby was never shot. Nick, you fucking this is why I'm here to learn, and we, <laughs> and now you're here ridiculing me because I don't know something that we have yet to but learn. We'll get there. I'm not ridiculing you. I was just saying. I just want to go home. <laughs> you are. <laughs> you're like 30 feet from your bed. This fucking guy. <laughs> uh, let's see. He's the kid in class that was falling asleep. The teacher calls on them. They get the question wrong and they cry. <laughs> No, it's my te- fault. You don't teach it well. You were asleep. <laughs> my teachers knew I was a fucking idiot, so they just never called on me. Is it because it's pronounced organism as orgasm because he's dyslexic? <laughs> I do pronounce the word marinara as marijuana. And I did it on accident for so long. I have to do it every time I say it now as an adult. Fucking Christ. 
All right. Uh, the great feature about um, all three of them, they all share this great feature. They oh, are. I wanted each one individual. Oh, each one individual. Um, JFK had a nice penis because he, I don't know, something about Marilyn Monroe. I'm guessing. Yeah. Uh, probably had a nice. I day. feel like he probably. All right. Um, so Jack Leon Rubenstein was Gross. born on March. Was that his, well, hold on. What? Yeah, his full his real name was Jack Leon Rubenstein. Hmm. Yep. Why'd he change it? It's I feel like it, I heard Ruben Rubenstein's yeah, Ruben. a rough name to put on a club. Yeah. He was also Jewish, which was kind of a thing still kind of it's anti-semitism has never gone out of style um all right jack leon rubenstein was born march 25th 1911 a great year in chicago a horrible city uh to polish born orthodox jews uh ruby was the fifth of 10 children so naturally he was arrested for truancy and committed to an institute on juvenile research so what I'm hearing is there is a high chance any of the rubies would have killed Lee Harvey Oswald because uh, there was ten of them. His sister was pretty normal. Which one? Um, <laughs> no, there's it, ten uh, of them. There's ten of them. I'm Ava, saying there's Ava, a high probability Ava. that any of the fucking ruby kids would have. Ava fucking was the only one off. they brought in to be a character witness. So I think that was the only one he talked to. Still, um, Abel probably would have got away with it. If it wasn't for those meddling kids. Maybe. Um, this is the first appearance of the Scooby-Doo gang mob. Uh, um, after having 10 kids, his mother naturally uh, was committed to a mental hospital. Um, Ruby was eventually diagnosed with psychomotor. <laughs> what do you mean? Hold on. She was naturally? <laughs> is that yeah, what you after, just said? I feel like after 10 kids, it just kind of happens. Those are only the surviving ones, by the way. (laughs) So there's like probably three more. This is the 1900s. It's not like they all died of tuberculosis. Probably cancer, but I mean, there was polio still. Yeah, that's true. Um, and I think smallpox was just now being inoculated against. Um, uh, Ruby was eventually diagnosed with psychomotor psychomotor epilepsy so it's not a wild assumption that his mother was also an epileptic um i just assume that was the fancy term for epileptic psychomotor epilepsy yeah no it's a very specific form of epilepsy then why would it's highly likely that she was epileptic she was epileptic then no well this so psychomotor psychomotor epilepsy fuck uh wasn't a super diagnosable thing until like the 40s with EKGs and EEGs which they didn't have in 1920 when she was probably committed so what you're saying is if we don't know what something is yet it doesn't exist no i'm saying that she was never diagnosed <laughs> like germs just, if i can't see just, them they don't exist she was only committed they didn't diagnose her with anything they said she had like ghosts in her blood or some shit well then yeah. this is on your wording this is on you <laughs> this is your fault for us oh, this is my fault what 
we're sorry we're she sorry had it and then you and then you said so it was likely she had no, epilepsy. No, I said Ruby had was Ruby was diagnosed with psychomotor epilepsy. You can't also say Ruby when there is like what twenty four of them. His mother wasn't named Ruby. <laughs> yes, but that her, leaves her, her all the other was, kids. No, their last We're, names were Rosen. Rosen. Ruby Rubenstein. Yeah. Jesus. Um. All right. So, for clarification, for everyone, Ruby was later was diagnosed later in life with psychomotor epilepsy. His we'll mother was it. committed, but not diagnosed with psychomotor epilepsy because they didn't know that was a thing yet. So, in all okay. likelihood, she was probably had psychomotor epilepsy, or, or did at least she? some form of epilepsy. Hmm. She was also probably extraordinarily depressed and. I don't know, throwing bipolar disorder and nobody. I, of I shit. would I'm not a doctor, nor do I ever think I am, but I would say as just a random dumbass, there's probably a high chance of postpartum depression. Oh most, after yeah. having 10 kids. <laughs> well, considering his father like beat her, like they didn't get along, most likely, yes. <laughs> um all right, so we'll we'll talk more about epilepsy a little bit later. Maybe. Um, possibly. We'll um, see how Nick's feeling. Honestly. Um, I mean, we're flying through this. We're already on page two, so. <laughs> uh, Ruby would be drafted in 1943 into the Army Air Corps as an Air Force mechanic. He would make the rank of private first class and was honorably discharged in 1946 and, re- and returned to Chicago. In 1947, Ruby moved to Dallas where he shortened his name from Rubenstein. While in Dallas, so he, what, yes. when he was drafted, was he already like a mechanic and they're like this, you're an air or no. did he have to like go no, test no. or they're just like... He, no, they just made him. He's they just made him an aircraft mechanic. God, it's so wild how like no, the military the only, now. It's like you have to be you get chosen to go to schools the by only your thing scores. He did in his young life was like gamble at racetracks. <laughs> back when and they like, drafted and, like, you, sell like tips and shit for horse races. Back when they drafted you, like if you had no like specific skill, you could end up doing fucking anything. Yeah. <laughs> um. No skill, he, you'll mean, have he, one. He wasn't smart enough to be a pilot. He wasn't. Was he short enough? Uh, so you have to be under like five ten or something for that shit. Um, I don't know how tall is Tom Cruise. Fucking Maverick over here. Uh, Jack Ruby was. Uh, I don't have a sight. So, so I... did you really do your research then? Shut up. <laughs> uh, Jack Ruby was. <clears throat> A spicy literally, literally no one's logged his height anywhere. Oh, he wasn't that tall. Like he, he wasn't. He, from the pictures, he doesn't look like a giant. Do we have a? Do we have a height of someone who was he was standing next to at one point? That not really. Like a lot of work. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not doing that effort. Um, I'll do it. Right. Is there a picture of him shooting? Yes, there's Lee Harvey Oswald. Picture. Yes, there's a very look at that picture. because Lee Harvey Oswald was five foot nine. Well, Lee Harvey Oswald was also doubled over from being shot in the gut. That's fine. Picture him standing up straight. That's a shit-ass picture. Um, 
five foot nine. I'd say he was maybe five ten at most. And he's either at he's either the same height, maybe a little shorter. Mm, okay. The fucking sheriff's a giant though. So is John Wayne. Even though he was only six four. All right. <clears throat> uh, I'd say he's probably about five seven, five eight. Man, I just that was good enough for me. I didn't need cool. like any. <laughs> All right. While in Dallas, uh, he would come to manage and own several nightclubs and strip clubs, uh, where he Ooh. would develop relationships with the Dallas police officers, with 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 Dallas police officers, giving them free drinks, dances, and prostitutes. Ooh. Yep. Like he's uh, giving the dances? No, 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 no. He's paying 19-year-olds to give dances. I like to think that he's giving them dances, and then he's like, all right, well, here you go, and then he hands them a prostitute. <laughs> I don't trust them to give the best dances. <laughs> uh, Ruby would consider many of the officers friends, a feeling that was not always mutual. There were reports that when Ruby moved to Dallas with other associates, uh, their intention was to take over prostitution in Dallas. And there were multiple sources from Dallas County Sheriff, from the Dallas County Sheriff to FBI informants stating that they were mostly successful. There is also evidence that Jack Ruby was involved in gambling and drug smuggling. He was also a member of the Jewish mafia called the Yiddish Connection. Okay. Hey, I don't name him. Um, you should. You know th- so, you know the phrase about friends, it's better to have four quarters than a hundred pennies? Well, Jack Ruby had nothing more than a nickel. He knew almost anyone there was to know in Dallas from cops or reporters to politicians, but no one really considered themselves his friend. There were two exceptions in his life. There was George Senator, whom Ruby was living with at the time of, his, of the assassination. While testifying before the Warren Commission, Senator referred to Ruby as his boyfriend while denying a sexual relationship. Was he gay? Who knows? Um, it was the okay. 60s, and that wasn't okay. something... Gay people wanted. didn't exist yet. Not in Dallas. Yeah, that was still a mental uh, disability, wasn't it? Uh, homosexuality, Being homosexual. Homosexuality wasn't decriminalized in Texas until 2005. Yeah, I grew that, that being said, it wasn't exactly, like prosecuted and dealt with by the law but it wasn't off the books until 2005 um uh his only other serious relationship was with his dogs which he referred to as his children and his favorite duck hound he would often call his wife that's that one's weird really weird everything else up until then i understood uh now when Ruby wasn't busy being the Twilight version, Twilight Zone version of a cat lady, he was also he was throwing his club patrons downstairs and bouncing people's heads off the sidewalk. Oh, yep. Uh, he also loved to take his like, shirt off and thump his chest at random. Okay. Yep. Oh God. Oh, is that your wife? You shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> dying today as the only one who's engaged here i'm also engaged oh i thought you were talking about like 
engaged in the conversation. What? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was like, I'm paying attention. I'm just I was like, yeah, we well, clearly you're not. If yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you fuck that one up. I'm going to commit suicide now. <laughs> yeah, I want to go home. <laughs> uh, all right. The day of the assassination, Ruby was in the Dallas Morning News office placing the weekly advertisements for his nightclubs when he heard about the assassination. Those present noted that he was distraught and couldn't contain his grief. Ruby was seen on multiple occasions in the police headquarters impersonating a reporter uh, the day of, so this was the 22nd of November. Uh, Through the 22nd and the 23rd, he was seen in the police headquarters. He was impersonating a reporter. Uh, Ruby would later tell the FBI that he had a loaded snub-nosed Colt 38 Cobra in his pocket uh, while in the station and during the press conference. Um, He also corrected the DA at a point, pretending to be a reporter, like corrected the DA on um, one of the facts of the case. On November 24th, Ruby sent a money order to one of his employees at 11.17 a.m. He then walked half a block and snuck into the basement of the jail. At 11.21, Oswald was being escorted to an armored car so he could be taken to the county jail. That's when Ruby stepped out of the crowd and fired one shot at point-blank range from his 38 Colt Cobra revolver. The bullet entered his left side tore through his ribs kidneys lungs pretty much everything his stomach intestines and lodged itself into one of his ribs um police detective billy combst recognized ruby immediately and slammed and he was slammed to the ground while attention was attempted to be given to oswald Detective Combs asked Oswald, do you have anything you want to tell us? To which Oswald shook his head and passed out. He was taken to Parkland Memorial Hospital, the same as JFK, where he was pronounced dead at 1.07 p.m. Oh. Yep. It's amazing what you could do. And this was how long after JFK's assassination? This was two days. Uh, JFK was was assassinated on the 22nd. Okay. And this was the 24th. Um, Ruby would later say that, uh, the reason he did it was because he didn't want Jackie. He was in love with Jackie Kennedy and didn't want Jackie Kennedy to return for the trial and suffer through the trial and having to relive everything. Interesting. Yeah. What a guy. Yeah. Thoughtful as fuck. He's really doing it for everyone else's sake. And... Uh, he runs a strip house and committed aggravated assault on at least 27 occasions. Yeah. Sounds protector. like a good guy. You're saying aggravated assault. I'm saying protector. I'm saying basketball with someone's head. It's better than okay. target practice. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it. I liked it. All right. Now we get to talk about the trial, which is what the book I read, which I should have named. Um, oh yeah, hold on. Adam and I will give us your give you guys our sources first while Nick looks at his. Uh, for Jack Ruby, none. I'm learning for the first time. 
Dead Silence is Jeff's reference. Yep. Okay. All right. Uh, I was kind of hoping Adam was also going to end up doing that. We're just going to sit in silence until you started yours. All right. I I read Kennedy's Avenger Assassination Conspiracy and the Forgotten Trial of Jack Ruby by Dan Abrams and David Fisher. Um, It was an amazing book. Honestly, it was greatly narrated. It was a fantastic narrative. It was very entertaining great book they have another series on a couple other famous trials in american history highly recommend them um my book was focused mostly on the trial now ruby would be represented pro bono by melvin belli out of california with the help of joe Tonahill. uh belly was known to be flamboyant and vivacious while the state was represented by Henry Wade, who was the Dallas County District Attorney and Assistant DAs William Alexander and Jim Bowie. Um, one interesting thing about Henry Wade is that he is the Wade from the Roe v. Wade Supreme Court trial or Supreme Court case, um, oh. of which he had literally nothing to do with the actual <laughs> lawsuit. He was not part of it at all. It was just because he was the DA that they put his name on it. <laughs> huh. Yep. Um, Fancy. Yeah. Uh, The judge, Joe Brantley Brown, uh, was a seasoned judge, uh, but was a source of many many problems throughout the appeal. Um, So right off the bat, Belli went for the soul of Dallas. Uh, He attacked it and filed motions to have the trial relocated. He had two reasons for this. The murder was televised to millions of people, so finding a jury that hadn't already seen the footage would have been difficult. Um, It would have been next to impossible to do so in the city of Dallas, where it was literally being telegraphed live. Um, Or not telegraphed, televised live. Um, It's just a bunch of clicking. (laughs) 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 You'll never never believe this! (laughs) Um... How do I click in the sound of a bullet? <laughs> yeah. Uh, second, uh, Belli accused the entire city of having something to prove. The city failed to protect the president, failed to protect the president's killer, but they were determined. They were determined to nail the killer's killer to the wall. Wasn't that like a huge thing with Jackie? Was that she thought that Dallas let down JFK? Um, I don't know enough about that. Um. I mean, I'm not 100%, but I feel like I read that somewhere. It wouldn't be a possibility. I mean, that's not something I would, I feel like wouldn't happen. I feel like she said it like when they were like at the hospital or something. Um, it kind of sounds familiar. Because like, that's why they wanted his body out of there of so this? fast. All right. <laughs> um... The next, uh, the judge immediately shot down this uh, motion to relocate the trial. Um, the next motion uh, Bell I tried to have, uh, tried to push through was to have Ruby's post arrest statements thrown out. Um, this was essentially a confession. Um, Sergeant Patrick Dean testified that 10 minutes after the shooting, Ruby told him, quote, when he noticed the sarcastic sneer on Oswald's face, end quote, Ruby knew he was going to kill Oswald. 
this is where we get into a huge legal gray area and where uh, Jeff might have his fun time having a stroke um, where we get to talk about Miranda rights. Yay. Um, yep. So in the U.S., we have what are called Miranda rights, uh, the right to remain silent, the right to an attorney, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. These rights kick in during these rights kick in after the arrest and more importantly once a reasonable person thinks they would be under arrest after gunning down a man in front of a in front of cameras and a crowd there's a lot happening administering medical aid to the man who got shot securing the scene securing the suspect and the gun making sure there's only one shooter and countless other things need to be done just without even thinking According to Dean, Ruby made his statements uh, within 10 minutes of the shooting, which this is a crowded place. There's a lot going on. 10 minutes is reasonable for that, for those existential circumstances. Um, However, Belli found that unreported police documents stated that Ruby made his statement almost 45 minutes after being detained, which is well outside uh, to be considered reasonable. Yeah. For it to not be in a, like this man, he, he was, they strip searched him. They talked to him. They yelled at him. And they were still trying to blow it off as now nah, he's not under arrest. And he's, he said those things at that, after 45 minutes, the man's under arrest. <laughs> After he stuck a finger up his ass, he's under arrest. You never know where he's hiding that last bullet. Yeah. Despite this revelation, Judge Brown allowed the confession. Oh. Yeah. Um, huh. <laughs> throughout the book, I'm pretty sure Brown uh, rules in favor of the defense like twice. Out of like... <laughs> Almost a hundred motions, he rules in favor of the defense like twice. <laughs> yeah. Um so yeah, he like again, he's the reason there's a mistrial. Um now we get to talk about Belli's attempts to prove Ruby innocent via insanity. Belli called to the stand one of Ruby's strippers, Penny Dollar. Who just, <laughs> look, you I can't just act like I, you can slide that through there. I 100% was going to. Would you like to hear about the witness he called before Penny Dollar? Would oh, you like no. to hear her name? Uh, what is it? Like, I just hit me with it. I can't even come up with anything. Little Lynn. Little Lynn? Yeah. I hate that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm pretty sure Penny Dollar was like 19 pregnant too. Of um, course. Yeah. Um, so, uh, the honorable Miss Penny Dollar, uh, described the following event. Ruby got into a heated altercation with the cab driver. He took him to the ground and began beating his head against the sidewalk before s- stopping suddenly, appearing confused. And he asked, quote, did I do this? No, he, he pulled an Urkel. <laughs> Did I do that? Um, 
but genuinely and not mockingly because he actually had a mental illness. Um, Bella then called Yale University professor of psychiatry and psychology, Dr. Roy Schaefer. Schaefer said, I determined that he did have organic brain damage. The most specific nature of it was psychomotor epilepsy, which would explain his impulsive, his impulsiveness and the mood swings. Mm. Um, Is this where they diagnosed his mother too? No, because his mother's dead. Okay. No, you can't. It's really hard to do a psychological diagnosis on a dead person. That's what you think. That's how, C- prefer- no, that's how CTE is diagnosed. <laughs> um, uh, that's fair. <laughs> that's about, <laughs> you got me there. <laughs> yeah, get fucked on, nerd. Yeah. Um, the, next, uh, the next witness he would call would be Dr. Martin L. Towler, neurologist at the University of Texas in Galveston. Uh, he was the corn, he was the corn, the court appointed expert. Um, he was the corn man. He was the corn. He was the child of the corn. I was just gonna do that. <laughs> You're just about to make that reference. Yeah, we're so original, guys. All right. Oh my god, it's like we have the same thoughts. We're insane. Well, that's what happens when you all share one brain cell. <laughs> that is, that's fair. That is true. Um, if you can't tell, ours are our, the, that brain cell is clearly taking a rest. Yeah. <laughs> or Nick has all of it. I'm fucking trying to read, man. Uh, Toller testified. Uh, the brain cell that allows us to whistle. That's it. <laughs> it's like Jimmy Neutron. Have you seen that episode where they're splitting the brain cells? Ah, good times. All right. Tyler testified to the defendant's history of head injuries um, and the uh, fact that he probably had psychomotor, psychomotor epilepsy. Fuck. Um, it's okay. One of these times you will get it right the first time. Nope. Um <laughs> Bella Did you know asks, that 60% of the time it works every time? Fucking hell. <laughs> Those Bella, percentages add up. Bella, I would ask, uh, during a seizure, um, quote, will he know what he's doing? Um, to which Tyler replied, no, he is having an, he's behaving like an automaton. Most patients will be amnesic. So he would have amnesia of the, uh, he would he just wouldn't remember the event. It's like sleepwalking while awake. Yeah, basically. That, that's literally what they described it as. Um, I know. I read this part. Um, then, then they would call uh, Dr. Manfred S. Guttmacher, um, Chief Medical Officer of the Supreme Court of Baltimore, um, and an expert in criminal psychology. He said, I don't think he was capable of knowing right from wrong or understood the nature and consequences of his act. I think he was struggling to keep his sanity. I think he was, I think he had an unusual degree of involvement in the whole tragedy disruption of his ego, a very short lived psychotic episode in which the hostile part of his makeup, which is very strong, became focused on one individual homicide was the result. So there you have three experts. Uh, determining that this was essentially just insanity or some form of legal insanity that he was not in control of his actions um, due to a um, 
organic brain dysfunction. What an oddly perfect time for that to happen. Yeah. I mean, it, people. I'm not saying it can't. I'm just no, saying it's like, like wild how these like things like that always happen. Based on his reaction in the Dallas Morning News uh, marketing office, he fucking lost his mind. Um, he, he ended up calling his sister afterwards, and his sister said she'd never seen him this angry before. Um, he was also being irritated while, during the two days. Um, because like immediately after the assassination, billboards started popping up um trying to impeach uh justice warren um and it like he felt the person who signed that billboard and put their name on that billboard was uh had a jewish last name and he felt that um there was a movement to blame the assassination on jews and in his mind he felt that if he killed Oswald, he would be clearing Jews of any wrongdoing in the assassination of Kennedy. Wow. I mean, this checks out. But also... Jews have had a rough time. Um, I think we give yeah. them a pass on this one. Well, no one blamed them for the assassination. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, to let them have a pass, they had to have been blamed by some yeah, people. No one credible blamed the Jews. <laughs> Everyone blamed the uh, the communists. Yeah, yeah, the the com the the American communists. Yeah, that um, defected to Russia and then defected back. Yeah. Um. All right. On March fourteenth, nineteen sixty four, Jack Ruby was convicted of murder with malice and was sentenced to death. Um. A lot of the experts later talked about it. They 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 thought he should be convicted, but they under state law he they felt he sh- or they felt he should have been convicted of murder without malice, which was essentially just manslaughter. It's just manslaughter under a different name and carried a maximum of like I five fucking, years. That's why I hate manslaughter. It's been it's like under like fourteen different names legally. Yeah, there's there's unintentional manslaughter. There's intentional there's, manslaughter. There's there's, neg- third. there's negligent manslaughter. There's murder without malice. <laughs> There's third degree murder in some states, which is manslaughter. Yeah. Um, uh, he, his conviction was overturned by the Texas Court of, of Criminal Appeals, stating that his motion to change trial venues should have been granted and his confession was made after he should have been considered under arrest. I agree um, with both of those. Yeah. <laughs> the change of venue definitely should have been yeah, a thing. That's the primary one they stated the mistrial on. Because um, clearly everyone in Dallas is clearly paying attention to any yeah. TV right now. Mm-hmm. Like JFK was just killed and they're, oh, look, the killer's on the TV. Oh, Bell no, I, he got shot. <laughs> Belli made an amazing case that this may be called the trial of Jack Ruby, but this is a Dallas itself is on trial. He made that he made that case spectacular. He's a pretty good lawyer um for also being an actor. He got like um he went for a role in a movie um <laughs> and he lost it to Marlon Brando. And he was like he was a genuine contender for the role in the movie and he lost to Marlon Brando. That's not something to laugh at. <laughs> um 
a new trial was scheduled to be held in February of 1967 in Wichita Falls, Texas. Um, Ruby was, unfortunately, Ruby would be admitted to Parkland Memorial Hospital on December 9th, 1966 with pneumonia. All three admitted to the same hospital. Yup. Um, the next day he was diagnosed with cancer in his lungs, liver, and brain. He died Jesus. less than a yeah. He died less than a month later on January third, nineteen sixty-seven. How does that happen? So you get you the hold cancer, on lung, liver, hold then- on lungs, liver, and what? Uh, lungs, liver, and brain. Uh, they rule that it was uh primarily lung cancer, but it spread. Jesus, it's a rough life. Um, along with epilepsy. Hmm. Um, it should be stated that this is a very rare form of epilepsy. Um, most epile- most epileptics and most seizures caused by epilepsy that causes the traditional seizures where you like kind of lock up and it's just an overstimulation of certain parts of the brain, um, electrical stimulation of certain parts of the brain. Um, psycho psychomotor epilepsy is specifically the um fuck what is it um fuck 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 i the temporal lobe i believe um yep uh psychomotor epilepsy specifically targets the temporal lobe um which causes blackouts and homicides apparently no, I, let's not link it to homicides. <laughs> um, let's not give other people defenses to use. Yeah. That'd yeah. be wild if our podcast was used as a defense trial in 50 years. It would get thrown out before it ever got to evidence, my God. God, I hope so. Um, oh, fuck. Uh, so I would like to state out um, real-time correction. The trial wasn't moved to Wichita Falls, Texas. It was moved to Wichita Falls, Kansas. I was going to say. I've I was like, I thought that. you were going to say Kansas. is like, oh, okay. Yeah. I, and then well, you said Texas. I was like, yeah, that could be a place in Texas. I don't yeah, fucking know. Yeah, that's kind of what I assumed. It was a place <laughs> in Texas also. Um, no, it was moved to, to Kansas. So huh. that is the riveting life of Jack Ruby. Um, like I said, the book I read is fantastic. It's it's literally like one of the courtroom dramas that were of that era. Um. In fact, during the trial and jury selection, um, Belli tried to remove any juror who watched um, any of those courtroom dramas because <laughs> he felt that they would have too much knowledge of courtroom procedure. So I think Jack Ruby was... I don't think he was a piece of shit. I think he's a man that fucked up. Mm-hmm. But mental illness is nothing to take lightly. Yeah, so, he's a man with mental illness. Like, I I also don't think you should write. Care of. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't think you should write it off. But I mean, it's not like in that time period, even if like everyone knew about it, that anyone would have fucking helped him in any way, shape, or form. I don't think, honestly, out of, I, I think he moves into probably number two out of the people we've covered. I think he's right behind Benedict Arnold. Not not that big of a piece of shit. Yeah. It's just that 
again, he had a mental illness in a time where mental illness wasn't exactly treated properly. And they um, fucked his trial by not then, allowing yeah, a change of venue. They completely fucked his trial. The judge was so biased. Um, yeah. Bell, almost every day, Belli was trying to have Brown removed as judge. <laughs> he was filing motions to have, jug, have the judge recuse himself. Um, but, yeah. Uh, like I said, he had a mental illness. Now, personally, do I think he should have been gotten off scot-free? No, I think he probably I think I think murder without malice is a perfectly adequate sentence. That's literally what it's for. Yeah. I think murder <laughs> like... without malice is a perfect sentence for him. And then fucking Or give him the insanity him also, plea yeah, and or yeah, also fucking... institutionalize him. Get yeah, him put him in put him in one of those wonderful asylums that they I had. think I think personally <laughs> they should have done the murder without malice and put him in jail, mainly because he was already a violent individual. Yeah. Um he was also, you know, a pimp <laughs> and yeah. a drug dealer, most likely. Heard, so, uh... Well, he also had other <laughs> aggravated assaults. So Yeah, and again, playing basketball with a taxi driver's head isn't exactly approved. Yeah, no, I, I would I would agree with that, <laughs> that yeah. statement also. Where you hate and... to see it, and we agree with that message. <laughs> we agree. <laughs> basketball of the skull, bad idea. Big bad, don't do that. No bouncy, no bouncy. Heather ball. <laughs> now we're talking. That's something I haven't played in about 15 years. <laughs> Basketball? Basketball with Ooh, a head. Yeah. Tether ball's a lot of fun. It's a great we, way that uh, you hate to see it. Do not condone playing sports with decapitated skulls. True. That's probably a good idea. That should be thrown out there. Yeah. All right, well, that's all we got for Jack Ruby. All right, I hope well, I hope you enjoyed the JFK fucking trilogy. Yeah, uh, it will be remade in about ten years, just like the Spider-Man trilogy. Uh, the Spider-Man trilogy gets to run four. Turned around to four, <laughs> is that it? All right. I think yeah, twenty what twenty two thousand nine to twenty twelve. So okay, in four years we'll redo this. Yeah. Works for me. Maybe we'll be better by then. Probably no. not. All right. Well, <laughs> I'll purposely be worse just for Yeah, that. but like next time when I go into research, I'll already have some information. You could just listen to our episodes for yeah. your research. Yeah. yeah, then we'll just re-release the same episodes. Yeah. Perfect. Yep. All right. Well, thank you everyone for listening. If you go into the description of this episode you will find our link tree. You click on that. It gives you links to all of our social media. The top link is to our Podbean. If you go there, you cl- click on become a patron. You can pay a dollar. You can get the last year's Taskmaster special for a dollar. Uh, and then you will also, if you miss the live stream of this year's Taskmaster special, you will be able to see that whenever you want. Also, if you pay the dollar a month. Next year up at $3, you get the unedited videos of every episode that we release, except for the ones where we somehow Zoom fucks up and doesn't give us the video because it's a piece of shit sometimes. But most, I would say about 98% of the, yeah, yeah, 90 to 95% of the time you're getting the video. You also get access to our Discord. You get that at the $1 tier, but, and then you pay more. Also, at the one dollar tier, tiers. you get episode forty-seven of the podcast with an extended alternate <laughs> ending. Wild. Bizarre. So, 
then also uh, rate us, reviews, anything, help us out. Uh, I mean, you can give us one star, which would be brutally honest to us, but fuck you. Try to give us five. not overly entertaining. (laughs) Give us five, please. And then outside of that, I mean, I don't really got anything else. I mean, after this, we got only a couple more episodes before the end of the year. Yep, uh, we got a guest a next month, week. really. Yeah. We have two episodes before the end of the year. Yeah. And then the Taskmaster special is like the last thing that leads into the the new year. Yep. Which happens December 18th, by the way, for everyone. December 18th at what time exactly? We six, don't fucking know. 6 p.m. Central. 6 p.m. Central. Oh, and it'll, go till, it'll go until like, yeah, like 10. Yeah. And if you miss God, the I live stream... You can always check it out December 20th at 11 a.m. on Patreon, mm. on our patron. Odd me. All right. Well, Nick, do the thing. Do the roar. <laughs> do the roar. <laughs> Hold on. I got to get in the proper stance. Nick, do the roar. Do the roar. What? <laughs> you oh, didn't no. it Um. What do JFK and Lee Harvey Oswald have in common? Guns. They both got bullets. shot. Yeah. Oh. Bullets. Okay. Right. I, was, I don't know where Lee, uh, Lee Harvey Oswald got shot, so it doesn't. In the stomach. Oh, well, that's lame. <laughs> was was it by 38? Actually, yes. Yeah, well, there we go. <laughs> both were killed with 38s? <laughs> no. JFK wasn't killed with a 38. Uh, JD, JD, yeah, yeah, JD, JD Tippett was. That's you know, it's wild. The 60s had so many people using 38. <laughs> because they would use anything to fucking any caliber for anything. Yeah. And that's why ammo was so fucking stupid. Oh, so now you're going to take care of your genitals. 